the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington, and with me is Cody Neely, president of Grace Ministry. But Cody, as I say, welcome to the program. We'll talk about your story. You, you didn't start out as a president of a ministry, did you? I did not. <laughs> That's great. We're glad you're part of the show. And as I mentioned, this is life in Colorado, but you live in Houston, but that's okay, because part <laughs> part of telling your story, we're going to tell our listeners how they can do what you've done right here in Denver and Colorado and beyond. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to get your story to our listeners. So first of all, let's talk about your book that you actually write your story in a children's book, and it's called Pennies from Heaven. Talk about that book. How did, how did you come to write this? Yes. So Pennies from Heaven is about a little girl named Gracie and just the journey of her um, wanting to make a difference in the world and how, how she viewed life. And really, that story is my story, and I wanted to put it into a children's book because um, really when I had this dream of helping others, no one really got on board to help me right away. And they just kind of brushed it aside. And um, because I was, I was so young, I was seven years old and they just were like, Oh, you're so cute. You want to change the world. Um, But they didn't know I was serious about starting a ministry. And I don't know why they would. I mean, I was seven And so I just decided to put my story into a children's book because I wanted to teach other kids that they aren't too young to make a difference. And I think it's also important for adults to listen and um, nurture the dreams that their kids are coming to them with and just for our kids to feel like their voice is being heard. You know, one of the things that I, I love about your story and the fact that you started this when you were seven, which I think is just awesome. I, w- I wish I had started something when I was seven. I don't even remember what I was doing when I was seven. But it, it's to me, I think it's incredible that you, yes, you had this idea and it got started. We'll talk about, we'll go, we'll go back a second and talk about how this got started. But again, one of the things I really want to encourage our listeners is that, hey, if Cody did this starting at seven years old, you and I could do this too. And and it doesn't take in a big organization. It, it doesn't take a, a lot of, of extra effort, perhaps. In fact, Cody, as, as I recall your story, this all got started with picking up a penny. So to talk, let's go back to that beginning. Talk about how all this got going. Mm-hmm. So... When I was around seven years old, I didn't understand the concept of homelessness. I didn't understand what people had done that was so wrong or why people wouldn't help them. And I remember driving down the street and I was in the car with my mom and I'd see a man and a woman 
with their son holding a sign that said, hungry, please help. And my heart just broke for them because I didn't understand why I got to go home and eat, eat a warm dinner and sleep in a bed, but they couldn't. And I just didn't understand why there wasn't any help for them and why they had to live their life like this. And I also started to notice pennies on the floor and how people walk past them and don't pick them up because they look at them and they, you know, judge their value based on seeing that it's a penny. And um, God just really started showing me the connection between pennies and people. And he um, clearly told me just that I needed to help these people with these pennies and start a ministry. And I had no idea what the word ministry even meant. I just knew that I was called to do it. So I told my parents and um, they really, like I said earlier, they just kind of brushed it aside and said, oh, you're so sweet. Like, that's really cute. Um, And that was that. And so I just, you know, told my, my friends to start collecting pennies and that's how it started at the very beginning. Um, I, a few years later, I was over, my room was overflowing with pennies and I finally told my parents, um, I was like, Hey, God's calling me to this. And God gave me to y'all and y'all as my parents should help me and you're not. And so you're sinning. And so I kind of <laughs> called them out on it <laughs> and they were like, Oh, like, okay, she's serious. We'll, we'll get this going for real. And that's really when it became a nonprofit. And, um, now we have an ambassador program to get other kids involved and we have and tell, to tell you what, Cody, we'll get there, but I, I want to back you up yeah. to some party. First of all, I love the fact that you kind of stood up to your parents and said, hey, come on, I'm serious. Get get behind the program here. But, you know, one of the things is, as we take a look at your story that I, I want to go back to is you you talked about, and, and again, yeah, I'm going to be honest, Cody. I, there are times I hesitate doing something like this because I think, you know, who am I? I mean, I, w- what resources do I have? It's right. but but you you saw a penny and you picked it up and then you then then I mean that's where it started. It started with mm-hmm. one penny that that you saw and realized that hey, one no one penny's not going to do it. And uh, but right. but uh, I seem to recall from your story that. Then you went to school, and mm-hmm. you you worked to get other students behind it. You even went to the principal's office in in your children's book, where you tell the story. Right. You talk about how that's kind of a scary thing for for a kid to do right. is go to the principal. I mean, I can remember when I went to the principal's office, I was always in trouble. So, you know, <laughs> not a good thing to do. But it again, you started small. You started with no, I'm not going to take on the whole world. No, I'm not going to raise a million dollars right now, although I seem to recall you are trying right now to raise a rather large sum of money, but that's right. not where it started. It, right. it, it started with one penny and then then getting others to join in and collect pennies. And then, as you, you mentioned, you had jars and jars of pennies in your room. So let's go back there. Talk, talk about those beginning times. What was it like to go and share this idea with others, like other students and and your principal. And then as things progressed, how did it go from one penny to jars of penny? Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about that part of your story. Yeah, so I um, honestly, thinking about it now, looking back, you would think that I would be scared, you know, like you said, walking into a principal's office and um, telling her my, my hopes and 
what I'm trying to do and, you know, getting friends and classmates and teachers on board with it. But honestly, I don't remember feeling scared at all. Um, I was a very shy um, elementary student. I, you know, didn't talk a lot and really struggled with anxiety um, until we found out I was dyslexic and that that really solved all the problems. Um, But at the time, I just remember not being fearful at all. And just I think it was really because of my childlike faith that I was just like, no, I'm supposed to do this. And, um, you know, I walked into the principal's office with my yellow notebook that I carried everywhere with me. And I just told her my heart and asked her for help because that's all I knew how to do. You know, I didn't know what to do next, but I know I was I knew I was supposed to. And um, she got on board and we had a day where people would come and pack bags for the homeless. And we call them graced packs now. But at the time, they were just baggies with um, peanut butter crackers and water, a water bottle and little snacks like that to we, that we would hand out to the homeless people that we saw. One of the things that, as you're telling your story, that I'm seeing is that, again, this idea of starting small. So I, I, I'm hoping that our listeners are catching that one of the things I'm encouraging is that you can do this. So can I. Uh, great, uh, I, I want to call you Gracie because that's the name of the the, the child that <laughs> yeah. you wrote in your book. But Cody Neely, uh, one of the things that you did after really having a heart to help people and seeing pennies laying around, realizing that hey, if we get these together, is then your next step was you communicated. So, f- for example, I'm thinking of my church. We we currently don't really have an active ministry or outreach to homeless people. So I can, by your example say, well, first of all, I can collect some pennies, and, mm-hmm. and I you know, I can even collect some dollars. And I, if I share this vision, so you went to the principal, for example, I could go to my pastor and say, hey, you know what, this is simple to do if we just all join together and all, all maybe make a collection of, of pennies together. And then the other thing that I heard is that you put together these bags, and by the way, I want to point people to your website, which is gracedministry.org. And there, under how we can help, there's a button there, make your own pack. If you just select that, the supplies needed, a gallon-sized Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. a water bottle, a toothpaste travel size, a toothbrush, deodorant, two packages of peanut butter crackers, uh, packaged food kits like chicken or tuna salad, um, package of mints, cough drops, throat lozenges, and then a ministry card sharing salvation of Jesus. So... That does not mean then to get started that you have to have like tons of groceries or or figure out how to get meats and refrigerate them and transport all this food and collect all these items to get going. You started out really simply, and in fact, okay. as, if if I understand right, this is still primarily what you are giving to the homeless. These care packages. I think you do some some other ministries as well, but in in essence, even though you've expanded, you're still your ministry is still doing that step, isn't it? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, with our ambassadors, they pack those grace packs, and then we go out on the weekends um, and distribute them. We call it outreach. We do it once a month um, and go to the same six places and hand out these packs that our kiddos have made and um, just really connect with them. I call them conversation starters just to talk to the homeless people and um 
really just give them a friend and they know we're coming and know the time and place. So um, they're always really excited to see us when we go out there. Cody, I'm going to I'm going to take that part of your story apart as well, because, again, you, you live in Houston. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest, of the size of Houston compared to the size of Denver. I just know this, that we've got a lot of homeless. I, I mm-hmm. don't know what your experience is, Cody, but you can drive down any almost any street in Denver and, and a lot of street corners there. In fact, I passed one this morning. Uh, I got off the highway, and, and there at the, the exit to the highway, there's someone with a sign and someone who's homeless, and that's that's a pretty common sight here in Denver. And mm-hmm. so Houston's huge. I mean, let's just, yeah. let's just be, it's a big city. But you said, I'm going, we, we go each month to six different places. So it's not like you're trying to cover the entire city of Houston. Right. You, you've identi- identified six locations where you know homeless people are hanging out. Mm-hmm. And and so, again, in an encouragement to our listeners by saying, hey, if Cody can do this starting at seven years old, um, so can we. So, in other words, uh, maybe around your church, maybe you know that there are a handful of locations around your church where there are homeless people or perhaps your organization where you work. Maybe someone at, at work will catch the vision with you and will say, you know what? We, we can do something, maybe on our on our lunch break sometime. We we can go to just a handful of locations, and we can do this. We can we can put together these care bags, and we can we can do this just like Cody did. So that's part of your story that I I find real encouraging. Cody, I'm going to ask you a question, and, and actually I'm going to be a little vulnerable and just say this one actually kind of comes from my wife. She's she's somewhat frightened. Of approaching homeless people, she's not sure how safe she would be. I mean, could mm-hmm. could she be could she be attacked? Could you know could 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 harm come to her? So you just mentioned you go to six locations and you're walking up to these people and you're starting conversations. So talk about that. Have you ever felt unsafe and and what kind of precautions have you been taking? And talk talk about your experience of talking with these homeless folks. Mm, so. Um, around Houston, we really don't minister um, out to the people that we um, we we do hand out grace packs that we fi- when we see people on the street that we're driving by. But the six spots that we specifically go to are um, homeless camps where these people have made their home back in a camp with tents, and um, they make little homeless communities. And so these spots that we go to, um, it is a little like frightening at first for me. I, I'm not afraid, but I do have people who come with me who are like, is this safe? Are we sure this is good? Mm. My biggest thing, I just pray over us and I pray before we walk in and I pray over the people, um, that we're going to see. And we always go in groups. So that's a precaution that we take. Um, my dad always comes with us. And, um, but honestly, I just have to leave that up to God and say, you know, if, you know, you're calling me to do this and if this is what I'm supposed to do, then I just have to have, um, trust that he's going to protect me and, and the people who are with us. But I can definitely see, um, where people can get frightened by that, um, for sure. But also these people that we meet and that I've talked to, we just have to remember that, you know, they, they're real people and they have real stories and they, 
um, you know, one, they might have made a mistake to get them there. Some of them want to be there. Some of them want help. Some of them just want someone to talk to. Um, a lot of the times I have a, um, a friend that we go visit once a month and he never will accept anything we give. We, we hand out different things, but he doesn't want any of that, but he just wants someone to talk to, talk to about their week and how they've been doing and, you know, pray with them. And that's really what we're there for. And that's, I I think, just think that's fantastic that you are, are feeling that you are able to do that and to be a friend to someone. Because a lot of times you, you mentioned it in your book, pennies from heaven, that, a lot of times these pennies that I walk by, they're kind of like the homeless that we just walk mm-hmm. by. We we kind of ignore them or we don't think they have value. And so I really appreciate that about your story that you're saying, yes, these, these folks, whatever circumstance got them there, they're there, but, but they're still valuable people. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm loving that about, about your story. Again, talking with Cody Neely, she's the president of Grace Ministries, and we're going to talk a little bit about, about your ministry coming up, especially your website and ways that people can get involved. But Cody, I, I, I want to back up, and, and oh, again, part of my goal here is I'm trying to encourage our listeners, hey, we can do this. If Cody can do it, we can do it. And so I, I love what you said about the, the going to these six locations where you're taking these care packs. And yeah, the safety concerns could be there, but you take precautions. And I heard you say, you know, for example, your father goes with. You always go in groups. So, for example, you know, it probably wouldn't be safe for you to walk into these homeless camps all by yourself. And so right. so don't do that. I mean, if you're listening, you're thinking, I, I, yes, I could do something like this, like Cody is doing. Take some of the same precautions. Go as a group. Make Make sure that you you know are feeling protected cody you mentioned praying be sure that that you are asking god for protection and his guidance and and so i'm again as i'm i'm summarizing your story i i love the way that you're doing this so again just encouraging our listeners i as i'm encouraging myself um cody as i mentioned i actually drive by several corners on my way to work where i i'm encountering folks with a sign who are obviously homeless so I'm thinking, you know, I don't really want to give out cash because, I, you know, who knows what they're going to spend it on. And you know, right. alcohol would be, you know, the first in my mind that I don't want to support that habit. And mm-hmm. so, um, but here's these these care packages. Again, I'm going to pull up your website, which is gracedministry.org. There's a button there that says, um, how can we help? And under that, you'll find make your own pack. And there you'll find just a, a list of some simple supplies that I'm thinking now in the back of my car, I can have these supplies. And yeah, you drive up to the corner where I constantly see someone with a sign. And I could, how easy is it to roll down the window and hand them one of these care packages? So thanks, thanks for that encouragement on how to do that. Cody, as that progressed now, uh, that all started when you were seven, I believe. If I read your bio right, you're 18 now, and yes. you have this ministry called Grace Ministry, Grace Ministry with a D, uh, ED. Uh, talk about that. Talk talk about how you went from collecting pennies to talking about this vision with your schoolmates and going to the principal's office and enlisting the help of others. How did you get from there to Grace Ministry? So I met with a lawyer. And he encouraged me that my next step was to create a board of directors. 
And so um, I was about 13 at the time, and I really just prayed about it. And um, God just kind of placed the people into my life. He literally just put them right in front of me. And, you know, we started meeting, and they gave me so so much helpful advice. And it just started going. And um, I just remember God um, really just sending me the people that we needed. So the next thing was the website and um, we have a website. And then the next thing was to create ways for other people to get involved. So we created an ambassador program, like I mentioned earlier with kids seven through college who just have the love and the want to help. And, you know, some live out of state, some live here, most of them live here, but, um, they just want to get involved and help and support Grace Ministry. And so we have an ambassador program and um, just different things like that. And it's really just taken off. And I'm just leaving the future and the rest up to God. But I know that um, he will, he'll be clear about our next steps for sure. One of the things is I looked at your ambassador application because you've got one of those on your website that there's some pretty simple questions there about mm-hmm. getting involved. And, you know, it's nothing that I would say is is incredibly complex. It just looks like uh, I'm opening your document now. You you simply ask, obviously, for their contact information, and you, you basically say, must attend one graced outreach a year and must attend one graced service project a year and willing to dedicate time when you can and and uh, giving, uh, if you're distance, a uh, minimum of 25 hours of service a year, and just asking some simple questions. What what qualities do you have that would make you a good, graced ambassador? And do you have leadership experience? And what's your favorite service activity? And, and, mm-hmm. and, and describe your relationship with Jesus. So these are very simple questions. You're, you're, you're not trying to trying to say, hey, you need a Ph.D. or you, you have to have, you know, a gazillion qualifications to do this. Really, someone to get involved, uh, very simple. It, it's not, as I mentioned, it's not complex, it's not complicated, and you don't have to have a ton of qualifications to do this. So talk, right. talk, talk about some of these outreaches that you now do with these ambassadors. Mm, yeah, so we have days where we collect, um, where we'll go out and make grace packs with the pennies that they've have collected, and um, we just have different fun. Like we'll have a little Christmas party with we call it pancakes and pennies, where we'll just roll pennies and eat some pancakes um, and different things like that. But we also do outreach, like I mentioned, where we go and visit those six camps and talk with people and pray over them. Um, last year, we hosted our first annual gala, um, and the ambassador helped on that, and it was amazing. Our goal was tripled by the end of the night, and it was just such a good night, and I love watching our ambassadors serve and um, their willingness to just do whatever we need whenever. So. Cody, what was your what was your goal for the for the evening? And then I think you're trying to raise quite a sum for I think a homeless shelter. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are in the middle of um, raising a million dollars to 
um, go toward the Graced House, and this would house, it's a part of a transformation station. It's a much larger scale, but um, where we would ultimately house people for a year and teach them things that they need, like life skills that they need, and, you know, get them an address and get them, um, help them find a job and just things like that that we don't realize that they need. But, you know, a lot of, a big problem with homelessness is, the, the, you know, a lot of people say, well, why don't they just get a job to get some money? Well, they you can't get a job without a driver's license and you can't get a driver's license without an address. And these homeless camps don't have um, P.O. boxes for, you know, security checks and things like that. And so, um, this house would ultimately provide them with those things. And we started fundraising just recently for that. But um, before that big dream goal, we hosted our gala. And honestly, I was scared um, that we wouldn't even cover the cost of it. You know, I was like, that was my goal. My goal was to just um, cover the cost so that we weren't out any money. But, you know, we ended up with like $44,000 by the end of the night. And um, it was just amazing to w- see how God, you know, used that, used that, and it just blew us all out of the water. So that's excellent. So, again, seven years old, Cody Neely, that I'm talking to here, president of Grace Ministry, started by picking up pennies and then getting her classmates together, joining those pennies together and cashing them in, putting together what they call Grace Packs, which, again, if you go to their website, gracedministry.org, you'll find under How We Can Help the, the button Make Your Own Pack. And and it's grown from there. And, again, starting real simple, which my encouragement mm-hmm. to our listeners, yeah, you can start simple. But, Cody, as this has grown, so is the vision and so is hopefully the outreach. I just think mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Cody, I've enjoyed our time together, enjoyed listening to your story, and hopefully we are, have encouraged others to do something similar. So Cody Neely, president of Grace Ministry, just want to say thanks for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.